series finales of crime. Is it the Sopranos? Fade to black, dressed in black, plain clothes, plain clothes police, plain clothes mafia. All this and more on this episode of Amish Mafia. Let's find a show. Hello and welcome to Series Finale, the only podcast where three comedians watch the final episode of a show they've never even seen. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. I'm John Paul. And we're the Series Finale Boys. And this week we watched a show on Discovery Channel about the Amish called Amish Mafia. It is ostensibly reality TV show. It may have distinction of being the fakest reality television show ever <laughs> produced. It is like heavily, heavily disputed and documented that this show is completely fabricated. That's so interesting because I at first I started off thinking that this is super heavily edited and heavily scripted. But then, deeper into the episode, when they brought up the actual allegations of the guy who cut the beards off people, plus they can all speak that language, which I had no idea existed. It's like a different Amish language. Pennsylvania Dutch. I started to think this was real. The main character, Lebanon Levi, and like all anyone who's a real character in the show is not Amish. They may have been at some point. It's more likely that they're just actors who know how to speak Pennsylvania Dutch. I think it's disputed how good their Pennsylvania Dutch is. That that guy did shave off the beards. There are conflicts in Amish country, but these guys are not Amish, and there is no Amish mafia, especially <laughs> not involving drug trafficking by stitching cocaine into a horse. Wait a minute, wait a minute, but... You'll often hear La Cosa Nostra say that there's no such thing as the Italian Mafia, and we know that that's not true. So well, maybe... we know that that is true. It's a figment of the imagination of the racist American mind and his anti-Italian sentiment. <laughs> maybe, maybe this idea that there is no Amish Mafia is just what they want you to think. Maybe they made and staged a super fake reality show so nobody would see what was really going on in Amish communities under our noses. That could be true. That could be true. But I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I think we've found a show, a reality show that is like peak level of staged and scripted, another show comes along and like steals the throne. First, it was Duck Dynasty. I was like, there's yeah. no way mm-hmm. that there's going to be a show that is this staged. Then we did South Beach Show, and I was like, God, no. this is ridiculous. It goes actually, It's, it's <laughs> there's even more uh, proof of this this trajectory we're on so it went first it went duck dynasty it was like this is absurd then it went black cold which was also pretty fucking (laughs) right right right. worse than duck dynasty and then south beach toe was literally the most insane 20 minutes of television i've ever seen (laughs) and now i've watched amish the amish mafia which doesn't seem like anybody on the show 
is is there's no one that's not an actor on the show, including <laughs> the police officers. It's so so good. Like they have documentation of it. At a certain point, like a car blows up. They asked permission from the county to do that ahead of time. Like, it's all, it, not only is it scripted, it's done, like, very respectfully to the state government of Pennsylvania. Like, it's all above board. These guys probably got union breaks, craft service tables. Like, it's fully, fully a scripted show. Well, in the, if you're, if you are, I'm, I would be interested to find somebody who, like, sort of pro wrestling in the 60s. Did not does not understand that like these shows are fake, and it would be interesting to talk to someone who like really buys into that. Like Lebanon Levi is this like Amish mafia is this Amish enforcer of justice, and that there are all these guys running drugs and you know smuggling you know cocaine into the yeah. into Amish country. It would be interesting to talk to that person. I think you would be talking to somebody with special needs or a child. So <laughs> <laughs> you know. or. Or a bigot, because this doesn't represent Amish people well. So if you believed this, you would probably be harboring anti-Amish sentiment. But you, or there's one other option, or the person's Amish, Amish has fetishes. access has an Amish has access to a television and is excited to see representation on TV. Because there are some people, <laughs> there are some like Italian people who hate The Sopranos, but like it's a hate love where they're like. That is what it's fucking like, even though it's not really how it is, you know? There wow, could be that some, was a great accent. They, there could be some Amish folks that are like, Dursh knurk knurk. What? I mean, so the idea of this show, if you're gonna if you're gonna sort of buy into it, is that Lebanon Levi, he is sort of like this uh, this enforcer of the Amish way of life and he is charged with like keeping the peace and rooting out you know, crimes and other things that Amish people are doing they shouldn't be doing. But of course, the idea is that Lebanon Levi, being in this enforcer of justice, is sort of on the wrong side of things as well and dips his finger into illegal activities. And the whole there's like a whole cadre of sort of uh, rival folks like Mennonites and stuff who work against <laughs> Lebanon Levi, like Caleb and Fallon, who are these other... It's very much like... <laughs> The Sopranos, but just with weird hats and beards. Yeah, like the New York family and the New Jersey family. Like, there's uh, there's a Mennonite guy who's wishing that God will wipe the Amish from the face of the earth. (laughs) He uses, like, apocalyptic biblical language, and it's absolutely amazing. There's one character named, what's his name, Liam? Who, or... Or his wife is the the heavier set woman. Merlin. Oh. <laughs> Rowan. So no, yeah, Merlin. 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 His name is Merlin, which is hilarious. And his wife is she has a disease. I mean, this woman is uh, obese to the max. Yeah, and I mean, she's think, trying to get bariatric yeah, surgery. You think if she if he was Merlin, maybe he could do a little alakazam, but nothing. <laughs> But Merlin actually made me think there were some honest moments of the show. Because Merlin is in love with his wife, who is... He's so in love with his wife that he's going to let her go to the hospital to get, you know, gastric bypass. Which would be against the Amish ways. And against the ways of health at every size. So I think this is doubly (laughs) offensive, what this woman is doing. I cast her out. I cast her out. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I did, I thought Merlin might have been real. Was any I was jump up. Maybe you're the guy. I'm the guy you want to talk to because I was kind of I was I was buying it for Merlin. Merlin, Merlin is like Levi's deputy or second in command or something. And in this episode, Merlin is like out for justice. He's trying to track down Sam Mullet, who is this reclusive Amish who has like a compound where he supposedly has all these women that he has sex with on, on this compound. And there's a big action moment in the show when Merlin and two Amish women, his wife and another woman, go to talk to Sam to, to Sam Mullet. And it's, you know, everything is very, uh, everything they do in the show is fairly mundane, but they just jack the soundtrack in the background up to 12 <laughs> to try to get your heart pumping when you watch it. It's just huge stuff going on in the soundtrack while, this is, while they're like getting out of a van that they cannot drive <laughs> because they do not use modern technology. <laughs> Have you guys ever have you guys ever encountered Amish people in your lives? I have encountered Mennonites. I famously like take regional buses, which I mean, you know, that's a whole crew on there. It's a lot of elderly people, a lot of people on fixed income. I've been on a bus to northern Maine and there's three Amish communities in northern Maine with they were either Mennonites or they were they may have been Amish. They were speaking Pennsylvania Dutch. They did not speak English. It was cool. I've only had experience with men in tights. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude, what? wait though. I I didn't what is the difference between Mennonites and the Amish? Um some Mennonites might be plain clothes people. The Mennonites are more likely to worship in English. The Amish are probably gonna keep Pennsylvania Dutch. There's a lot of differences, but they the, might be both plain clothes people. Not my necessarily, dad, though. My dad's uh, studio in the back of my house was built by Mennonites. Really? really? Yeah, they're like they're like good with their, you know, they're they're builders. Yeah, they're very good. They're very skillful. Yeah, they built that whole place. Really? They came from you... Pennsylvania and like stayed there for like a week. What did, did uh, they, did they, they sleep in your house? Really quick. No, no. They did they like join in um, Burke family dinner talk? <laughs> no. Okay, my family does not talk about sexual things at the dinner table. You guys have blown this out of proportion. <laughs> is that? I mean, is that how they took? The, is that how they took their payment? Maybe no, carnal knowledge of the world of sin from us from listening in on the Burke family sex talk. A Burkeite. <laughs> I, uh, my family, when we were traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, when I was like, uh, when I was a young boy, we did stop through, uh, we did drive through the Amish parts of Pennsylvania, and we did sample some of the quote-unquote famous Amish fudge. I don't know if it's really made by the Amish, but maybe they just told us that that's how it was. This show would have made, the, the Amish fudge is actually just for trafficking narcotics. <laughs> Yeah, the Amish fudge is just a straight brick of brown weed. <laughs> so, yeah, there was multiple sort of interesting storylines being woven throughout this. Merlin trying to take down Sam uh, Mullet. His wife is 500 pounds, and he uh, has to struggle with 
whether whether or not she can get surgery from an English doctor. His wife seems very concerned that she'll be quote unquote shunned if she uh, if she goes to see an English doctor, which is where she'll be ejected from the community and forced to live out here in hell where she'll have air conditioning and Wi-Fi and a smartphone. It's going to be tough to shun her. I mean, you, you're going to need a whole squad of Mennonites to push her out of the compound. <laughs> she, she is quite a, she's a large lady. <laughs> she, she's I, thick. I, I felt bad. She, her storyline was sad, though. I mean, it's got to be a tough life for her. I felt yeah, like I mean, a lot of people aren't eating like that out of happiness, you know. Right. So she we're sending her thoughts and prayers. Yeah, th- we're sending thoughts and prayers to Merwin's fat wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Large, um, large. Lebanon Levi in this episode. Well, I I couldn't really get a handle on what Lebanon Levi was up to in this episode. I mean, it's I it was fo- to me seemed focused more on Merlin and Caleb. Caleb Dude, don't forget the great. Levi. Don't forget the great Lebanon Levi part. One guy has a bull that he likes in Lebanon Levi in like a very um, oh. innuendo type barbecue. Grills up meat and like <laughs> insinuates that he killed Caleb's bull and had oh. some barbecue. And Caleb, There's... Caleb is absolutely wild about these bulls actually we can hear caleb a young a young man in this community talking about how important the bulls are for him and his future in this clip right here since doug disappeared i'm on my own again but i'm a survivor and i'm already looking for ways to make an honest buck i am done working for other people my next investment this guy right here is the bull. This guy's got a pair, and he, he's, he means business. He's just a little guy. He's only two years old. He's the son of the top-bred Black Angus bull in the country right now. He's got the best numbers for milk and production out there. It's all about the bulls, you understand? It's all about the power of the bull semen. He says... It's all about the bull semen. That's that's a that's that's Caleb's thoughts. Uh, he Caleb wants to be a big time cattle guy, and now and he's concerned that Lebanon Levi has stolen and eaten some of his livestock. <laughs> but you know, I actually found Caleb super annoying. I really thought Caleb was like the least enjoyable character on the show. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can see that. Caleb, Caleb claims to have found uh, to have found cocaine stuffed up a horse's anus. He sticks his hand in the horse's ass. <laughs> you know, I gotta also- say, if you're gonna stick your hand up a horse's ass, uh, top twenty things you could pull out. Bags of cocaine's got to be number one. I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of other good options. Um. There is, there is a, there's also a black Amish guy who was like Fallon. kicked out of the community. His dad was kicked out of the community for touching kids or something. Damn. Remember I that? I didn't catch that part. No, I didn't catch that no. part. Wait, wait, you guys saw the black Amish guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw him, but like, I don't really remember any of his storylines. Yeah, his storyline was like, he's ready to take Levi's place in 
recoup his name, his family's name in the Amish community because his dad was shunned for like, for like three counts of groping or some shit like that. Plus yeah. he got bariatric, plus he got uh, bariatric surgery on his stomach, so they kicked him out for that as well. <laughs> well, that's what's so seedy about the show is it's obviously fake, but you're dealing with some undertones that are like, this is so sketchy. Like when they go to Mort's compound and you're just like, people are trapped here and people are definitely. No, dude, the, I've been looking into the Amish. I think the Amish are amazing. I, let me give you a fun fact that I think you'll both appreciate. Yes. In the 1950s, 70%, because you you're, you're not a member of the church until you get baptized, and they do adult baptism. Catholics do infant baptism. So you have to choose to do it when you're an adult. If you choose not to join the church but still live with them, that's fine. If you choose to join the church and then you break the rules or you leave, you will be shunned. But so everybody has a choice to leave. In the 1950s, 70% of kids born Amish would stay Amish. So they would stay. But 30% of them would leave. That's a pretty high number. The number now has gone up to 97% of people born Amish stay Amish. Not yeah. because they're physically constricted there, but I think the technology has gotten so overwhelming that the, the difference between the Amish lifestyle today and our lifestyle is insurmountable. In a, in a lot of ways, you could never catch up. It's so unbelievably different. That's interesting. I respect them, though, dude. They're self-reliant people. They're exempt from paying Social Security tax. They do not have to pay Social Security tax because they uh, take care of their own elderly, so they can't withdraw from it. They're like the opposite of welfare queens. I think it's kind of unbelievable. And uh, they they don't have to do, like, do drafts. They're huge pacifists. They don't have to send their kids to high school because it's shown that it doesn't have wider effects on society. They're like exempt from all these laws. They can do whatever they want because <laughs> when people like try and check them on it, they're like, dude, no, no, we walk the walk. We're not fake. Like we're going to say, hey, they, they refuse to do health insurance. They think health insurance is against their religion. So if they do need to go to the hospital, they'll like negotiate it down or they'll pay as a group. But they're yeah. against like so many things and they're legit. Dude, what do they think of COVID? Did they get wiped out by COVID? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. The biggest to threat to them is inbreeding because... The, the Mennonites, like, you could join a Mennonite because they are speaking in English. Since, like, the beginning of time, only 75 people have joined the Amish because it's not just a different way of life. They're, they literally speak a different language. It's very hard to jump in with them. Well, I think after this episode, that's gonna we're going to make that 78 because us three are going to be the three newest members of the Amish community. We are going to be out there raising barns. We're going to be out there churning butter. And uh, <laughs> we would be happier. I can say and, that right now. And I'm gonna. Well, you, are you kidding me, dog? You don't have any fake Jordans at all. Not even a single pair. You'll, you'll no, Amish believe in fake Jordans. They're fine <laughs> with fake Jordans. <laughs> I got a question though. So Zach, of course, yes, there are Amish people that are doing it well. But the people who have broken off to create their own sex, I would say that those usually the people who break off from the bigger ones usually are doing something shady. That could be true, but there are schisms all the time because there's no uniform way of what the Amish are against. Like, there are some that are against cell phones completely. 
There are others that allow you to have a phone like in a barn or a barn can have electricity because they need to pasteurize milk for the cows. There's like a lot of nuance to the rules. They can ride in cars, but they don't drive cars. The point is to live a simple life. It's not to shun technology, but it's to never become like addicted or overcome to technology. Wait. So they, they're like against travel. The reason they don't have cars is they don't think travel should be easy. You should just like kind of live where you live. You shouldn't be able to go fly to Tulum during a uh, pandemic and go grind up on some strangers. That just shouldn't be what you should be able to do. And the Amish are right about that. They're not wrong about that. So wait, are in the 75 people that have joined the Amish, does that include Paris, per, Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie? No, it just includes <laughs> Perez Hilton. After uh, he was cast out for slamming Britney, the Amish took him in. The Amish felt that Britney was very vain, so they respected Perez for his criticism. Zach, you've done the research. They can't drive cars, but they can ride in them. What did the Amish say about living in cars? Living in cars. You know what, John? It's considered haram because it's not simple. Because there's too many parking restrictions that you have to keep up with that distract you from God. They consider it a false idol in you to be worshipping the meter maid as if she were the golden calf. It, they literally call Somerville Sodom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I have actually been a part of like a, a, um, a, like a sort of an underground, a seedy underbelly to a religion before. For real? Yeah. Wow. Tell us about um, it. Yeah. So and I, I just want to say, Jack... Thank you for uh, for telling us about this story. It feels kind of refreshing and a little new. <laughs> yes. I was part of the Ant Hill Kids in Canada. After our leader, Rock Terrio, had been imprisoned for murder and completing surgeries without a license, there was a power grab to be the new guy. <laughs> the new guy who got drunk and talked to God. Rock Terrio famously had a huge penis. So our new leader would have to have a big piece too. I knew I knew that it would come down to a holy size off, and I was worried. As a man from Clitchwit, Mass, I knew I would be in trouble. The other man in the Ant Hill crew, for sure, could not drink like me, but they would have larger penises than me. So one night, I got the other men drunk, telling them the first round of debates would be a drink off. They all passed out, and I castrated them them while they slept i castrated all 10 of them i was now in line to take the throne proud of myself i wore the crown and started drinking as they woke up they started to scream one of the members called the police i was arrested for performing surgeries without a license the charges ended up being up to murder because a few of the men never woke up when i got to jail i figured i could maybe be the leader of the cult there but I was in a cell with my former leader, Rock Terrio, whose penis was larger than mine, and therefore everyone bowed down to him. <laughs> yeah. That's Whoa, you were... me. Wait, is that a real guy? Yeah, look it up. The Ant Hill Kids, Rock Terrio. Rock, Rock Terrio was this psycho who lived in the woods in the in in Canada. He had like 15 followers, and he would. He would get shit-faced, tell him he was talking to God, and then if somebody was like, ooh, my kidney hurts, he would just push his fist through their body and, like, rip out their kidney. Did it, it work? Bad. Yeah, it was really bad. The last podcast on the left did a little long episode about them. At least the copay was low, though, right? Like, 
Unfortunately, the copay was low, but the deductible was very high, so it was kind of it's still an expensive thing. Yeah, it's interesting in, you talk in about Canada. That. He was actually, you know, people had, would have to wait in lines for hours to get to the death panels before going to rock. <laughs> I also had a situation where I was in a religious squad. We were a group group of Catholics called Death Did You Part. We were an offshoot of Joe Rogan's friend group with Ari Shafir called the Death Squad. Our role was to go around to funerals where lapsed Catholics would share pleasantries and aphorisms that went against the word of Christ. We were motivated by Matthew twenty-two thirty, Matthew verse 30, chapter 22. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like angels in heaven. This is what Christ said in response to a couple of doubters who asked if a woman had had seven husbands, who would she be with in heaven? And he reminded them, no one is married in heaven. Everyone is a single king. Your marriage ends with your life. (laughs) And so we would hang out at funerals in cemeteries, waiting to hear a teary-eyed grandchild talk about how now grandmammy can be reunited with papa and they'll be together in heaven because they're soulmates. I would come out of nowhere screaming, wrong, wrong, (laughs) heathen, infidel. Christ said there is no marriage in heaven. Papa and Mammy won't even recognize each other, just like they didn't in their final years. Death did you part. Seacrest out. (laughs) This was considered harassment, and I was eventually jailed and put with the members of the Westboro Baptist Church, who were also known for their very deeply inappropriate and hurtful funeral demonstrations. Damn, so you guys, you both ended up in jail when you did this. Yeah, with Hillary. (laughs) That's interesting, because I also uh, sort of, I was also part of a CD underbelly of a religious society. Uh, Being an FBI agent was all that I'd ever wanted. I'd grown up watching the X-Files on Fox, so I trained hard, became a standout police officer in, in Boston before I applied and was accepted into the FBI Academy. Now I was an FBI agent working in copyright enforcement. I would spend my days walking the streets of Brooklyn and Queens, and when I would find someone selling pirated DVDs, I would arrest them and confiscate them on the spot. The job was fulfilling and extremely rewarding, as I would frequently come home after a long day of enforcing copyright law, kick back with a confiscated pirated DVD of Match Point by Woody Allen, have a glass of wine, and relax. I was a rising star in my division at the FBI, and so my boss offered me a compelling new assignment. One of the biggest new issues in copyright law is illegally streaming pay-per-view performances. The UFC broadcasts copyrighted programs that are designed for paying audience members, but illegal streamers take that content and spread it out for free. They identified a huge hub of illegal streaming going on in Pennsylvania, Amish country, but they couldn't determine exactly who was doing the streaming, and I was going to be sent in undercover as an Amish man to try to figure out who the illegal streamer was. I went through a few months of training to understand how to look, act, and be an Amish man. I got a white button-up shirt, dark pants, suspenders, and a stupid hat, and that was pretty much most of the work. I showed up to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and decided I needed to try to fit in with the local Amish. So I went to a bar and started having a ton of drinks, asking around if any of these people knew some cool Amish who might be down to commit some crimes. Nobody wanted to talk, and soon enough, I was drunk off my ass. I stumbled out of the bar to a 7-Eleven down the street. I got some smokes, 
lit one up, smoked half of it before I passed out against the wall and pissed myself. When I woke up, I was in a gorgeous home surrounded by several Amish men. They told me that being, uh, that being out and about drunk and with piss all over me was making the Amish look bad, and they wanted to know who my father was. I told them my cover story, that I was an Amish man from Ohio, and that my family had been killed in a terrible horse and buggy drag racing accident. When they pressed me on the story for details, I started to cry so they would leave me alone. They said I could stay with them as long as I helped them put up their new barn. I agreed. I told them my name was Hezekariah. We spent two days putting up the barn. The other Amish men told me it usually only takes one, but I was slowing them down with my frequent breaks for water and the gummy bears that I had stolen from 7-Eleven. I, uh, I could sense the Amish were growing a little suspicious when I, was not at pra- when I was not as practiced at barn raising as I had previously claimed, but I was getting a lot of good work done. I was staring at a lot of the Amish men, and I noticed that one in particular, Paul, had beautiful muscles, and this made him a suspect. After we were done raising the barn, I decided to test my theory, and I tried to take him down, but he easily stuffed my takedown, and I knew this was a guy who had been watching UFC. (laughs) Later that night, when everyone in the house was asleep, I crept out of my window and made my way to Paul's house. I saw a few candles lit in his window, so I crept around the back and down into the basement, where I found Paul and another group of Amish men all sitting around a smuggled phone watching a UFC pay-per-view. I, sm- I pulled my gun, told them that they were all under arrest. Paul and his gang of illegal stream watchers were shocked that I had discovered their secret enclave where they were breaking both Amish and English law. I told them to put their hands up, get against the wall, and that they were all going to prison with Hillary. Paul told me that that wasn't going to happen. And he said that this smartphone that he smuggled in from the modern world wasn't only used for illegal streaming. And he showed me a picture of myself in my Amish costume, passed out with a half-smoked cigarette mouth covered in urine. He said he was going to release the photo if I didn't let him go, so I had to make a quick decision, and I shot and killed all of them. Some days, I feel pretty guilty about that, but most of the time, I think about how they were illegally streaming UFC events, and I know I did the right thing. I was given an award for the F- by the FBI for Valor when I shot all those Amish guys, but a few months later, I was doing an FBI podcast when I mentioned that I had been cheating on my taxes in my lucid dreams, and Attorney Justice Zach Brazau was said that lucid dreaming about <laughs> cheating on your taxes was just as bad as doing it for real, and I was arrested and thrown in prison for life. That's that's really wild. Damn, dude, we all ended up in the clink. We all end up in prison. Dude, we would be a badass prison gang. That would be sick. No, we would do really bad in prison. <laughs> no, I think we would do really good in prison. I think we would do awesome. We would thrive under order and structure. You guys would fall off the wagon because I make such good prison uh, prison wine. I don't think that I would be able to get enough walking in in prison. <laughs> Did you walk? I, you only get an hour in the yard. I need more than that. I'd have to ask for special <laughs> walk time. I think I would do fine. I would befriend folks. I would be okay. Zach, you'd get turned out, no doubt about it. John Paul, <laughs> you would John Paul, you would be you would really annoy the CEO on duty because you would just be like, no "The cell's actually a little too big. Is there any way that we could uh, downsize?" I would I would have we to don't put need on all weight. The space. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you you would put two. You would try and you would cut out wheels and like or make wheels out of soap and attach them to the sides of your walls. <laughs> Zach, do you think you would put on some poundage in the clank? You have to. No, but Jack, Jack, Jack would do good in prison because he's a friendly, sociable guy, and you're a big guy, Jack, with that CrossFit. I if I got sentenced and there was like, all right, you got to come to jail in thirty days, I would just eat literal lard to try and put on sixty pounds. I would be. I'm not going in there under two hundred pounds. I would just, I, it, it's not going to happen. Because I'd be in trouble coming in at one, 160. That that wouldn't be good, you know. It'd be tough for you for a little bit, but, you, you can know, just, it, if you tell people know. you have AIDS, you'd be okay. I don't want to get into that. That doesn't sound polite. <laughs> yeah, it's not right to lie to people, Jack. And I hate that there's violence in prison, you know. People in prison, they deserve they're in prison. They shouldn't be in hell. So it yeah. it does sicken me that there is so much abuse in prison. It, I if, hate it. I hate jokes about what happens to people in prison. Definitely. I feel very bad for the people in prison. It's Even awful. Hillary? Well, Hillary. I mean, come on. You know, she should be in the supermax. <laughs> I think we can all agree that they they need more podcasts in prisons. I think that is something that they're missing out. Absolutely, you guys. If you're listening, uh, there's a great podcast. Uh, oh fuck, I forget what it's called. Uh, there was a great, there was a podcast that was produced inside San Quentin Prison that I listened to for a while, but the guy yeah. who made it got released. It's so a, that's it's, a, it is a good show. And that was you know so what? that was a real pain in the ass. I yeah. So his fans were like, "You you're not the same anymore, dude. This is not why we listened. You changed. <laughs> you know he lost subscribers." <laughs> dude that would be I, i'm that with would... you though zach i do kind of i don't i don't like prison jokes too much when i said you would get turned out i was just being like that is i was being serious on like how i would see prison going for the three of us i think no i hear that too experience. i hear that it would be a huge fear for me it definitely would i don't know i think we'd be fine i think i think we should test the theory I mean, I do think in an interesting way, if I went to like minimum security, like where they have the field white collar prison camp and I went with guys who committed securities fraud and let's say I was in there for accidentally filing my taxes wrong. I think I could make friends with like an older rich guy who maybe would give me a job. I think I would do well in white collar prison. But other than that, I would not do too. Although I could become a huge church guy in prison. So you never know. You know what, Zach? I actually know exactly how you would avoid being, you know, in trouble in prison. Is you're so smart that you would just start helping guys with their cases, and you would hit the law books. And you, I'd and have to hit the law books. You'd hit the law books, <laughs> and you would be all right because you would be telling guys, "Hey, you need to file this, then, and that." You'd get organized, and you would be helping people actually, and and nobody would hurt you because if they hurt you, then you know, Ralph, he he's gonna miss his parole hearing, and and the well, Ralph's gonna since- be pissed. Since I'm not, since I'm no legal student, I guess I'm just gonna have to suck a lot of dick then, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be in trouble, John. <laughs> They're gonna ask you to stop sucking so much dick. <laughs> the guys will be like, "Come on, dude." <laughs> John Ball, do you think that you could live in a horse and buggy? Um, Ooh, that's a great question. That's a great. Qu- I would say no. Well, in the buggy, not the horse. <laughs> That would have been sick if Caleb reached up the horse's ass and pulled me out. <laughs> uh, 
No, I don't like the idea of living in a horse and buggy because I don't like the idea that someone could, some prankster could come by and unlatch my horse and it could wander off while I was asleep in the middle of the night. You know? I don't like the, that would be like my engine like would disappear one day and I wake up and it's just gone. Instead, you prefer the minivan system where the engine just doesn't get used for three years so it maybe is dead and you have to jump it when you need it. But at yeah, least, I, unlike a horse, it wouldn't run away. <laughs> I drove the van yesterday. It's it's just running great now. I'm having great great success. I did leave. I do periodically leave this van that I live in sitting in one spot for uh, seven months to a year. <laughs> and I'm what sure. Do do I'm, sh- I'm sure the uh, I'm sure the um, the salon across the street from Park. They just love me. <laughs> Why don't we do a meme minute on Amish Paradise or whatever? Amish okay. Mafia. Amish Mafia. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that sounds good. Um, oh, I, I thought of one early. Oh, okay. I got. Oh, fuck. I just lost it again. It was a Drake one, and it was... Um, oh, I got it. I got it. Drake pushing away. Drake pushing yeah. away. Uh, short haircut Merlin from King Arthur, from Camelot, the TV show. All right? Mm-hmm. Drake pointing and smiling, skinny Merlin with fat wife Mer- <laughs> from Amish Mafia. If you guys um, haven't checked out checked it out, check out our Patreon podcast where we covered the f- first episode of of uh, Camelot on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon. What are you having? Throwing his head. Jack? Sorry about that. Sorry about that. That was a potato skin. <laughs> Vince McMahon throwing his head back. Avoiding your taxes by not filing your taxes. Vince McMahon throwing his head back going crazy. Avoiding your taxes by writing off dinners you have with other open mic comedians. Vince McMahon's head going way back and going crazy. Avoiding your taxes by buying a Ford F-150 on a business credit card and writing it off. Vince McMahon, red face, going nuts, avoiding your taxes by joining the Amish, forgetting English-speaking Pennsylvania Dutch, and never paying a dollar to the federal government again. Yeah, that's a good one. That is good. Um, okay, Juicy Hands. Juicy Hands, okay, yellow suit. Yeah. Juicy Hands, yellow suit. It's Levi. What is he? Uh, oh, no, no. Juicy Hands. Uh, yellow suit. It's um, it's Caleb. What is he licking, licking his lips over? A bowl that's hung as hell. <laughs> Dude, no joke, Jack. I was thinking about something along the same line. So, but I'll do this one instead. AOC in the horse and buggy. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Rock astride a stride a steed. Uh, he and, uh, he, AOC, uh, so glad you could come with us to Amish country for a nice weekend. We'll have some fudge. AOC, why is it called Pennsylvania Dutch? These guys aren't from the Netherlands. They're from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Damn, she's so stupid. That one was more about the name of the meme than anything. The visual of the meme is pretty sweet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. what we're about. We're about sparking the imagination the picture in your mind yeah okay arnold schwarzenegger humming it 
is running super fast. Arnold Schwarzenegger running super fast. What is he? A boy on a bike. What is he running past? An Amish person with a buggy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. They can wait. Can they ride bikes? Are bikes too machines for the? Are those like machines too complex? That's a good What's, question. Where's the limit? Some people are okay with bikes. Some people are pretty okay with rollerblades, but not bikes. <laughs> it depends on your bishop. Wait I would love it's... to see. I would love to see an Amish biker just dressed head to toe in the spandex with like the postal service sign on the back, just <laughs> with the hat on. Dude, I would love to see an Amish rollerblading to and from the fields, but just taking time out in between to do, like, sick grinds down steps, doing, like, <laughs> corkscrews off down steps and stuff. That would be great. Yeah. How does how do the Amish feel about wheel, uh, the wheelies? Heelies? <laughs> Heelies, yeah. <laughs> Heelies are in play as long as you get them on sale at Macy's. <laughs> Um, memes, Dude, boys, memes. Couple more memes. Yeah, couple more this memes. is like a fake meme, like one of those picture <laughs> memes. So it's a cop pulling over a guy in a horse and buggy. Sir, have you been drinking this evening? No, but my horse has. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dude, that sounds, that's like a, that's like um, an older relative shares that on Facebook. It's not really yes. a meme per se, but it's just this bizarre image that came from some Facebook group you've never heard of it's just a dumb joke or sometimes a very crass joke in a picture form <laughs> this should that should be the meme we call that that should be the meme format just like dumb things from tangential uh elders in your your family ready first ever meme uh r kelly robert kelly in the in the red convertible on the phone calling bob Kraft. Hey, yo, Bob, what's with this traffic? Arca then Bob says, I'm stuck behind a horse and buggy. Oh. <laughs> that's really good. I think um, that's that does the meme in it. Wait, one more, one more. Um, the, uh, the Amish bishop coming to Levi's house and finding out he has a key. I... You gotta head out. I that's was thinking good. that's good. An I you gotta head out is good. What about this? Um, broke colon the amount of incest porn on Pornhub. Woke colon the amount of incest going on in the Amish community. Oh, oh, oh interesting. <laughs> this is a this is a view you have expressed in the past, Jack, on our Bonanza episode, I believe. What's that? <laughs> that any time that you think there's a community that's secluded from law enforcement, that they are surely practicing tons and t like mountains of sexual abuse. Dude, it's not a crazy thought. No, I I, I agree that it's not a crazy thought, but I don't. I we just don't know, and that's part of the that's part of what makes Amish mafia so intriguing. What will we find when we pull away the tarp of uh, of of secrecy off the armor. Will we pull away the beard? The yeah. quilt. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do a Deepak Chopra moment for Amish country? Amish mafia. Whatever. <laughs> you said you've said like everything but the name. 
it was just more Amish knowledge. It was the fact that it made me learn more about the, the Amish who I deeply respect. Yeah. My Deepak Chopra moment would be uh, the language. I had no idea they spoke a completely bizarre language. Yeah, that's good. Um, my Deepak Chopra moment, something that I really found that I enjoyed about the show um, was, I, I mentioned before, but the super intense soundtrack that was used to add drama to very mundane moments. I think that's very, I would like, I would like a producer to do that to get my heart pumping because Lord knows I had exercise. <laughs> All right, let's do a role play. That sounds great. I would love to do a role play. Ooh, who do I like? Here? I'll be Caleb. Like oh, Caleb. Nice. I'll be loving on Levi. Okay. I will be the the English police officer featured on the show. Okay. No, wait, no. I'll be Merlin's wife. I'm Merlin's wife. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, an idiot? I'm Merlin's wife. <laughs> so, Rachel, I haven't seen Merlin around lately. Are you feeling lonely? Oh, it's true. Ever since I got my bariatric surgery, he's not as interested in me anymore. It seems like he thought that there was more to me of more to love of me when there was more of me to love. Well, can I be honest with you, Rachel? You yes. know, I, I left the community to have a child with an English woman. Unlike yes. Americans, the Amish are not obese. And most Americans, 80% of American women are overweight and obese. And it's so tempting to see those big sexy mamas so you were kind of this temptress this symbol of an english woman but in an amish woman's dress it was a very scintillating look and now you're just another amish english women (laughs) you were like an english muffin a whole pack of thomas english muffins knock 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 who's Who's that? that is that bill clinton no, it's me, Caleb. Your guys, can you help me bring in these buckets of bull semen? I've been jerking these motherfuckers off for the entire day. Oh, surely, Caleb. I'll definitely help you with oh, that. Oh, jeez. I just spilled some on my feet. <laughs> oh, I don't Levi. Need... Why are you staring at that like that, Levi? Why, why stare at his feet covered in semen? I hate to see good semen go down. It's bull semen, Levi. Not anything freaky. All semen is semen. Life starts with semen. Ah, you sound like you've been reading the Protestant Bible. No, I've been reading Leviticus, which maybe you should be reading. You heathen. <laughs> you don't spill seed. <laughs> Lick it. That, isn't that true? Shouldn't we put him to death for this? We should put him to death because that right there could make about 500 bottles of vitamin water. Which, you know, the bishop says we are allowed to drink the vitamin water. 50 Cent is a big friend to the Amish. <laughs> well, I don't want to die for this. But how can then I lick prove it up. to you? Lick it up. <laughs> lick it up, but I, I'm not... Okay, I'm taking off my boot now. Oh, I spit it in your face, Levi, and you can't see, and I grabbed your gun. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, 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 oh. You short Levi! You short Levi! I love there's only Levi. one person here that witnessed the crime, you fat tard. No! 
There's two of them. Oh. Hey. <laughs> She's multiplying. I don't have enough bullets. No, it's me, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I wanted to get, to get away from Hillary. Hillary oh. has been well, going Bill, to jail. I know a place you can hide from Hillary. A nice, warm, oh. cozy place. Let me hide under your plain dress. Okay, it's I'm leaving. so much this more modest than Hillary's pantsuits. <laughs> I'm going to shove my hand up some more horses' asses because you girls are grossing me out. That's fine. I'm here with Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's me, Bill. <laughs> what do you give do the you show? I give Wait. this a three. It's so outrageous, but it I appreciate wow. the effort. A bad I'm score on a reality got, show. Yeah. I thought all reality shows instantly got an 8.5 or higher. <laughs> Too much acting to be reality. Ooh. I give it a two. It's pretty horrible, to be honest. Um, I give it a, I give it a, I give it a five based on production entertainment value. Standout moment for me was when Fallon fires a flaming crossbow into a pile of oil drums and they explode like a video game. And right. I think uh, I think Will I think Will uh, I think Bill Clinton exploded like a video game at that at the end of that uh, role play there. Hopefully his vegan heart won't explode. What do you give the show? Oh, we just did that. A good night, Uri. Good night. Good night, America. Uri. We know Paul Cyphers isn't listening after the role play.